Good morning, everyone. It's good to see you here this morning. If you're watching us, it's good to see you too. This morning, my lesson this morning is entitled Pride. Are we proud? Are we proud of the right things or are we proud of the wrong things? Do we know what's right to be proud of? Do we know what is not proud that we should not be proud of? These are things that we're going to talk about this morning. Pride, it gets into every part of a person's life. A person can be proud of self, can be proud of accomplishments, can be proud of possessions, can be proud of race, can be proud of his people in such a way that it takes way the glory of God we have even to be proud of humbleness have you heard the story about the man who got an award for being humble he had to give it back he wore it around his neck he was proud of it pride as in many ways in life has a good side has a bad side this morning we're going to talk about both. The good side of pride. Pride in a good way is likened to both respect and personal dignity. These traits are admirable and necessary. Respect. How do you get respect? Do you earn respect? Yes. Do you take time to try to get more respect in your life? You can work on it. If you're doing what's right, people will learn to respect you. Do you respect others? Do people respect others because you respect them? Respect is something I'm afraid that we're losing in this country. I'm afraid we don't have respect for each other like we should and like, we, like God wants us to. And personal dignity. How we look to others. How we think of ourselves. What we do each day. The things that we do. The people look at us. They think... Is that man a Christian? Is that woman a Christian? Or they, they can't tell the difference. They don't understand. They can't tell the difference. Our dignity, our pride, good pride, is through dignity and respect. Matthew 22. Matthew chapter 22, verse 36 through 39. Teacher, which is the great command of the law? And Jesus said to him, Thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. The second commandment is like it. You should love your brother as yourself. Can we take pride in loving each other? Of course. We can take pride in loving each other. Now, does that mean we're all going to be great and happy all the time? No. Do we have pride in the fact that we are members of Rainbow Church Christ? Do we have pride in knowing that each other, that we are Christians, that we can be well, what God wants us to be? If we're following down the path, if we're trying to do what God wants us to do, if we're doing these things, then we can have pride in them because they're right, because of the things that we should be doing. In Romans 12, verse 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. 
You know, Blake asked us Wednesday night if we'd think about what we're thinking. If we'd think about what we're thinking. What's on our mind all day, every day? What are we doing every day? How do we uh, uh, take time to spend with God, or do we just do our stuff every day? Do we uh, think about what God wants us to be, who He wants us to be, how He wants us to be, and uh, where He wants us to be? He wants us to be here. He wants us to be with each other, to be strong with each other, to be the kind of people that God has planned for us to be. The renewing of your mind, transforming. When I think of transforming, I think of the butterfly. Y'all ever seen a butterfly? I've seen one person that's seen a butterfly. There's two people, three people. Wow, there's three people, four. Wow, ten people have seen a butterfly. Did you know where the butterfly comes from? That little hairy caterpillar about that long, ugly. It crawls around on leaves, gets on limbs. It does these things, you know, and then it gets a cocoon, a little fuzzy white thing, grayish looking color. And that cocoon, it stays. And it transforms itself from the ugly, ugly caterpillar to a wonderful, beautiful butterfly. They come in many colors. They come in many shapes. But they're beautiful. They have transformed. God has changed them from what they were to what they can be. And that's how He does with us. He changes us from what we were to what we can be. We can be what God wants us to be if we're willing to humble ourselves to His, His desire, what He wants for us. The renewing of our minds. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12, let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Wow. In word, in conduct, in love, in, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Do our words mean anything? Do what we say to each other mean anything? Our words, how we talk to each other. You know, I... You can stand out in the hall and talk about all the kind of things you want to, but your words mean something. Our words mean something. Are we speaking through Jesus? Is Jesus our ambassador? Is God's ambassador to us? Or we're ambassadors to other people? How kind of things do we do? What do we say? How do they see us? Our conduct. When somebody runs right up on you and slams on the brakes and just squeals and oh my goodness, he's mad at you. You stopped at a stop sign like you're supposed to and he's mad at you for stopping so fast. You should have run through the light further. You know, our conduct, how do we react? What is our reaction to anger? What is our reaction to, to guilt? What is our reaction to life? how we act, how we look. Do people recognize us as being a proud Christian or do they recognize us as being a proud self-person, selfish person? 
How do we recognize us? In love. In love. In spirit. You know, in spirit. I always think of when I says when I read the Bible, I think of in spirit. I think about God breathing life into Adam. God breathing life into Adam, giving Adam a spirit, giving Adam something he didn't give all the animals in this world, giving Adam something that that that, that is precious, his spirit. How long does a spirit last? Just a few weeks, a month, a year? 70 years, 80 years, 90 years? How long does the Spirit last? And what are we thinking about when we have a Spirit? I mean, you know, it says in Spirit, we're supposed to love each other in Spirit. I'm looking forward to having a new Spirit. I'm looking forward to having a Spirit that has hair. Amen. Thank you, Alan. You know, our spirit, what are we going to look like? We don't know. We're going to be transformed into God, what God wants us to be when we go to heaven. We're going to be what He wants us to be when we go to heaven. There'll be no... Well, can you imagine a place that exists without Satan? Can you imagine a place that exists without Satan? Without any temptations, without any frustrations, without anything but peace and joy and happiness and love. The Bible tells us God is love. So every time you read the word love in the Bible, it's God. It says love one another, God one another. How do you God somebody? You love them. The things that the Bible teaches us to do. It teaches us to be forgiving to each other. Oh, John, now that's hard. It is hard. But if we want God to forgive us, won't God, God, please forgive me? I got to forgive others. I got to do what God asked me to do, whether I like it or not. Sometimes there's commandments that, that we take that He tells us not to do this, not to do that. Well, that was not too bad over here. This one's really bad. I can do this one just a little bit, and that one, that one, that one, I'm not going to touch. But this one over here, I'm going to do a little bit of. It's all sin to God. It's all sin. The Bible tells us to lead a quiet life. In 1 Thessalonians 4, 9-12, it says to lead a quiet life, to mind our own business, and to work with our hands. What's a quiet life? Can your neighbors hear you screaming at your wife down the block, block below you? I didn't about got that out right, did I? Can your neighbors see you get up every Sunday morning and see you get ready to go to church every Sunday morning and then they can't believe that you go to church on Sunday nights? What is wrong with those people? They're spending too much time in church. Who's the church? Is it this building? No, it's us. It's us. Our relationships with each other. It's us, Christians. Christian relationships. Love each other. Care for each other. Hug each other. You know, shake hands. Be careful of COVID. Wash your hands after you get through shaking. You know, these things are things that God wants us to do. He wants us to respect each other. He wants us to lead a quiet life. Mind our own business. In other words, if it's not your business, just stay out of it. 
So many times we get involved in things that we need to just leave alone. It's hard to leave it alone sometimes when it's, it affects you, but it's best just to stay out of it. Leave it alone. Let God handle it. God will handle it. And then... Work. Oh, John, that's a bad word. Work. Work, 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 work. Who likes to work? Me and Roy. Cheryl. You know, there's a few. Uh, oh, okay. Brother. Yeah. You know, there's a few of us like to work. How many of y'all don't like to work? Yeah. Work. It's amazing what God's going to do in heaven. But I believe He's going to give us a job. I believe He's going to give us a job. Is man or woman happy if they're not working? That's when they get to gossiping. That's when they get in trouble. That's when they get to trying to figure out things that they need to leave alone. See, work is something that keeps our mind occupied, our soul, and work. Well, it gives us a sense of accomplishment. This work that we do. And especially when we're doing the Lord's work. The Lord's work. You know, if it isn't nothing but fixing uh, 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 some green beans and some taters for somebody that doesn't have anything. For someone that's just lost someone. It's, it's the, the, the person that's passed away. You know, just doing these things is God's work because you're a Christian, because you're doing it for God, for this person. You go visit them in the hospital. You go to their house, knock on their door, say, how I do. They say, who are you? Oh, I go to church with you. Well, that's amazing. I've never seen you before. What do they think? What do they see? Do they, you know, hmm, work? God's work is never ending. In 2017, I retired from Goodyear. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, y'all. I retired. But what else do you do? Do you just stop everything you're doing and sit down in a rocking chair? I've known men that did that. I've known men that retired, and two years later they were dead because they sat down in a rocking chair and didn't do anything. God wants us to work. Work for Him. Do things, you know. Does this building get cleaned by itself? Does the Lord's Supper get fixed by itself? Well, it's, yeah. Does the Lord's Supper get distributed by itself? All these things are things that we do. Do we go to, do we go to a visitation? Do we see things at visitation? That's a great time of fellowship. It's a great time to serve God. It's a great time to be together. You know, if I'm going to spend billions and 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 billions of years with you, I need to get to know you here. Right? Because all these people I know here, I won't have to get to know them because all these other people, you know, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Moses and the apostles, all these other people are going to be in heaven. What do you think it's going to be like to shake Abraham's hand? What's it going to be like to, hey, Noah, are you afraid of water? Noah, are you afraid of water? Have you ever seen a flood before, Noah? Joseph, 
What, what are all the colors in your coat, Joseph? The things we're going to be able to do when we get to heaven, the things we're going to be able to see, we're going to, you know, this is where we're going. This is where we're trying to get to. This is where we're going to all be together. This is, this, this is forever and ever and ever. The bad kind of pride, self-esteem, self-importance, arrogance, and self-centered. You ever been around anybody that all they talk about is me? Not me. I. To get the word right. You ever heard been around somebody that all they can talk about is I? I did this. I did that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that. I, 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 I. You know, I is a middle letter in pride, P-R-I-D-E. And you know, I is in the middle letter of sin, S-I-N. Our pride can be so wrong when we're... Yeah, let me ask you a question. Anybody in here likes, like an arrogant person? Not Anybody? Why do we not like arrogant people? Because they're self-centered. Because all they want to do is do stuff for themselves. This is why their, their pride is in the wrong place. Their pride should be in the right place. And the self-centeredness and the esteem. They esteem themselves to be better than everybody else. The pride of life is one of the channels which Satan tempts man to sin. Satan tempted Jesus. He used his pride. He tempted him with all the different things of this world. You can have this, you can have that, you can have all these things of this world. And you know what Jesus finally said to him? Remember? Get thee behind me, Satan. Get thee behind me, Satan. When you see Satan approaching you, you see something that's going to cause you to sin. When you see temptation on its way, I mean, sometimes you can see it way out there. You know, if I do this, you, you know, good Lord's going to forgive me. If I do just a little something, He's going to forgive me so I can go ahead and do it. You know, you keep doing those things and those little somethings become bigger and bigger and bigger. You can see sin coming. The way you see sin coming is knowing this book. That book tells you what's sin. And the things we're not supposed to do to be pleasing to God. The things we're not supposed to do to... You know, we, we, we want to do things to make people happy. Well, there's good things to make people happy and there's bad things to make people happy. And being self-centered is not a good thing. Was Jesus self-centered? Are we supposed to be Christians, supposed to be Christ-like? Was Jesus self-centered? Jesus came to this world to do what? To save us. To serve us. To show us how to serve each other. In Acts 2, verse 47, the early Christians conducted their lives, their business, and their love of the Lord in a respectful and dignified way. They're noted for being respectful and dignified in their love for each other, the early church was. The people out in the world knew this. They could tell from who you were because how you act, what you did, what you say, your conduct. 
you know, pride. Did the apostles, the twelve disciples, did they ever did they ever have a pride that was wrong? Did the apostles ever think that I'm the best one, I'm the best apostle, I'm no no number one? Yes, they did. And that was pride. That was pride. I want to be on the right hand of the Lord. I want to be over here with God. I want to be on the right hand. When He has His kingdom, I want to be in His kingdom. I want to be on the right hand of Jesus' kingdom. And they got the whole thing wrong, didn't they? Did they not? Jesus' kingdom is where? On this earth? Was it like Solomon's kingdom or David's kingdom? No. Jesus' kingdom is in heaven. And they need the apostles finally after Jesus died and rose and went back up into heaven, they started getting the message that Jesus' kingdom is in heaven. Jesus' kingdom is a spiritual kingdom, not a physical kingdom. Their pride caused them to, to stumble and fall and to be and to say and to do things they shouldn't do. They were human like us. And then something we've talked about many a time. John chapter 13. Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ in chapter 13 of John, washed, got down on His knees and got a towel and washed a rag and washed His disciples' feet because they had too much pride. Can you imagine the Jesus God coming down to this earth and washing somebody's feet to show us that we should serve each other? That we should love each other? That we should be what God wants us to be? I keep saying that, but it's true. What does God want you to be? Has God got a plan for you? Has God got a plan for me? Yes. Are we willing to choose to let God help us with His plan? Or are we too prideful and too arrogant and too self-centered to say, I don't need God, or I'll, 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 I'll tell you what, I'll get baptized, I'll become a member of the church, I'll do all these things when I get ready. I'm not ready yet. What are you waiting on? Why are you not ready? Why do you not want to be part of the kingdom of heaven? God said He'd give us three score and ten. That's 70 years. A lot of us in here are over that. A lot of us are in here getting close to it. That's 70 years. And then what? And then what? The grandfather told his son one time, he says, what are your plans? He said, I'm going off to college, Dad. I'm going to go be an a, a engineer. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And he says, really? He says, well, well, you've come from where? He said, well, I went to school. I went to junior high school. I graduated high school. I am ready to see the world. I'm ready to be, to see everything. And his granddaddy said, then what? He said, well, I guess I'll get married. I'm going to find me a beautiful, beautiful young lady that's pretty, that's pretty inside, that's pretty outside, that can be what I need to be a wife to me. And then I'm going to have some kids and then I'm going to raise my kids. And the grandfather says, and then what? He said, I'll work. He said, then what? And he said, I'm going to get retired. 
I'm going to get retired. And then his grandfather said, and then what? And then what? Well, the son said, I guess I'll die. And you know what the grandfather said? And then what? Are we ready? Is pride taking us, keeping us away from God, keeping us from doing the things we need to do? There's material pride. There's pride of place. There's pride of face. There's pride of sin. Oh, my goodness. Have you ever heard somebody say, Boy, I tricked that guy. I got him. I got him really good. I got $2,000 more for this piece of property than it was worth. I got $2,000 more than this car than it's worth. I just really got this guy. You ever heard anybody just tell an out and out lie? Pride. Pride. What about being dishonest in your business deals? What about lying his way out of trouble? What about of his moral pursuits? Pride in that. Sin should cause us to be ashamed, not proud. I know through the years I've heard many men say different things in their life about having affairs with different ladies, about stealing this, about walking out with this or this or that, and, and lying to their business partners and doing things they shouldn't do. Prideful. This is the wrong kind of pride. This should not be the way we should be. We should be good people. Now, the cure is simple. Remember that we're a people, we're not gods. We're people. Do away with pride because we're people. We never forget we have no importance in or out of ourselves, either, neither, rather, our importance is of God. We're important to God. We must avoid thinking ourselves more highly than others. We must walk a humble walk with God. It's about time for me to be quiet. When I read with God, a humble walk with God, with God, I thought about Cheryl. I thought about my wife. She's frowning now because she don't want me to say anything. I thought about Cheryl. You know, September the 7th, which is what, about a week and a half, she has put up with me for 48 years. 48 years she's put now she's smiling. 48 years. We have walked together through ups and downs, layoffs, sickness, everything you can think of in 46 years. Death, all this stuff we've been through together. You know, but... Our walk together is not anywhere near compared with our walk with God. Our walk with God. Do we spend time with God? Do we read His book? Do we pray to Him as often as we should? Are there times that we should be praying that we didn't pray? Yes. Are there times we should be thankful to the Lord for what we got and things we should do? Yes. Don't let pride keep you from being a Christian. Don't let pride keep you from being who God wants you to be. Don't let pride 
keep you from confessing sin. Don't let pride keep you from saying I'm sorry. Don't let pride keep you from saying I was wrong. Don't let pride keep you from doing anything that God wants you to do. If there's any way we can help you this morning, if you haven't become a member of God's kingdom, or if you need prayers of the congregation, we'd be very happy to pray for you. Mark's going to lead us in an invitation song.